0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to Wide Men Can't Score on the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. And this show is brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com and CantonBay.com. Here are all the hockey analysis that our hosts bring you. You can find this show at iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and at WideMenCan'tJump.com. Now we take you north of the border to our hockey expert, Tim Dombrova.
0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Wide Men Can't Score, the greatest hockey podcast Within hundred feet of my front door, it's Friday, March fifteenth, and we are well oh, two and a half weeks away from the end of the n h l season uh, things are really rocking um things have begun a little clearer after the last couple of nights uh, a couple of spectacular flubs uh in the games few other teams really putting the pedal to the metal. So let's have a quick look. Last night, Thursday's games, Penguins 5-0 over the Sabres. Islanders 2-1 over the Canadians. Washington Capitals staking a claim, 5-2 over the Flyers. Ottawa with a surprise upset over St. Louis, 2-0. Tampa Bay Lightning just keep on winning, 5-4 over Detroit. Dallas Stars keeping their playoff hopes—well, uh, not hopes, but keeping that last spot alive. Four to one over Minnesota, the Jets and the Bruins sort of match up. Four to three for Winnipeg, the final. The Coyotes who have surged into the playoffs, six one over the Ducks. Nashville still hanging in there, <laughs> pretender. Three to one over the Ups, the, the Los Angeles Kings. Good God, so horrible. And the Florida Panthers in a bit of a surprise, four-two on the road at San Jose. Uh, tonight's games with playoff implications, pretty much all of them. Uh, Philadelphia at Toronto. Toronto, a hot mess the last couple of nights out, uh, giving up huge leads and trying to struggle back. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Played yesterday and uh, lost to Washington 5-2. So they're looking to jump back in the win column. Uh, The reason being, of course, they are Toronto pretty much solid in the third spot in the Atlantic. Uh, The Flyers are five points out of a playoffs. So uh, they're pretty much in crunch time. Uh, in the other games, uh, we got uh, Carolina at Columbus. Uh, both of them, of course, are in the last two wild card positions, two points apart. So that's a huge game for both teams. Uh, Vegas on the road to Dallas. Uh, Vegas, of course, um, well, only four points out of the uh, third in the Pacific, but only four points out of not being in the playoffs at all. Uh, they've got 81 points. The team's chasing them, St. Louis, Arizona, 79 and 77. So uh, that's a pretty big game. And uh, Dallas, of course, also, they're in the third spot in the Central. But they're being chased two out of that wild card spot. So that's a huge game. Uh, the Ducks at Colorado, uh, the Ducks are out of it. Um, 12 points out of the wild card, so they're They're finished. Uh, Colorado is five points back, and if they don't win tonight, they're done. And they might be done anyway with uh, Gabriel Landeskog being out. And they've been, you know, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, win a game, and that will not do it at this time of the year. So that's a huge game for them. Rangers at the Flames. Uh, Rangers out of it. Calgary, of course trying to stay ahead of the Sharks for first in the Pacific so that they don't have to play right now. It would be Vegas. Um, They would rather get the Arizona. So uh, that makes good sense. Uh, So that's a big game for Calgary and the Devils at the Canucks, probably the only game with no real implications. The uh, Devils, Uh, are almost, uh, I believe, are 61 points, uh, 20 out of a wild card, so long gone. And the Canucks are 10 points back, so barring a miracle, even with a win, they're pretty much out of it. So let's have a look at standings in depth. Let's zip over to the Eastern Conference, where, of course, as you know, the first three teams in each division get into the playoffs. So, in the Atlantic, we have, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 54-13, and 13, four overtime losses, those poor guys, 112 points, uh, I don't know what you can say about these guys that hasn't already been said. Uh, they're 19 points ahead of the Bruins. They could go to sleep right now, uh, lose their next 11, and probably still be in first place, Even if Bo- and if that is what if Boston was to win all their games. It's not likely, right? So uh, Tampa Bay firmly in first, got everything they need to... Uh, win a cup short of toughness. I I will give them an unknown in the toughness department, but they've got everything else. Uh, Second in the Atlantic, the Boston Bruins, who uh, actually have lost three in a row, uncharacteristically for them. Um, 93 points, four ahead of the Leafs. Uh, The Bruins uh, got a good team to but a little bit older, a little bit slower. Uh, I'm not sold entirely on their defense. It's not horrible, but it isn't Stanley Cup caliber, in my opinion. And I am not uh, overly thrilled with their goaltending, even though it's been really good this year. Uh, uh, Halak and Rask just, I don't know, well, To the Rask. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if that that's a Stanley Cup tandem or not. But Time will tell. But I said they've been good during the season, so playoffs is another beast. Uh, And then third in the Atlantic, four points behind Boston. uh, The Leafs, who once again uh, on paper, eh, okay, uh, not the greatest defense in the league. Uh, The goaltending's been pretty good. Could be better, but it's been pretty good. Uh, They're just missing – that it, whatever that is, uh, not going to win the Stanley Cup. Sorry, Leaf fans, and I'm one of you, but that's not going to happen. Over to the Metro, we got the uh, Capitals, uh, two points up on the Islanders. Uh, Another, you know, seemingly on paper, pretty much got it all. Big test uh, their next game up on Saturdays against Tampa Bay, so we'll see how they may measure up. Uh, but uh, safely. Well, maybe not safely. Uh, there's only four points separating Washington and Pittsburgh for the top three, so that order's not set yet. Um, I'm sure, like I say, most play- they, they want to stay in the hunt for uh, home ice, but uh, we'll see how that... We'll get to that when we get to the playoff matches. Uh, the Islanders, surprising everybody after the Tavares debacle. Uh, somehow that team is uh, with Barry Trotz has uh, somehow got it together and managed to, to do something. I, I'm, I'm not really sure how. Uh, Band-Aids and duct tape, but it's working. Getting unbelievable goaltending. Like out-of-this-world goaltending. Uh, now whether that can survive into the playoffs any amount, it's another story, but we shall see. Of course, in third, the Penguins who at one point this season looked like they were dead in the water. Uh, Now, maybe seven points, uh, four out of the last five, including a 5-0 beatdown at Buffalo last night. Can you say, Sidney Crosby, Malcolm Crosby, Kessel, same old, same old, with a different cast of bit players getting it done. Um, If I was an Edmonton Oilers fan, We'll get into this in more depth later. I'd have a long, hard look at how the Pittsburgh Penguins do business. Uh, moving over to the Western Conference. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the two wildcard teams in the East at this moment are the Carolina Hurricanes and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, although Columbus is tied with Montreal for points, but has played one less game. And Carolina's actually got a game on Columbus and two on Montreal. And uh, so that's not quite decided yet. The Flyers, as I said, are five points out looking in. Uh, that's a maybe. And then Florida is seven points out. And I'm going to say no from there on down. So if I didn't mention your team in the East, we'll be looking at them in a moment when we get to the has Uh In the Western Conference, Central Division, Winnipeg Jets, 86 points. Um, Not been playing as great lately, although a good win over Boston last night. Uh, Goaltending has been a little bit shakier this year. Got lots of firepower, though, lots of grit. So they'll be okay. Uh, They're fighting it out with Nashville, who is in second in the Central with 85 points, but has played two more games than them. Uh, and the Dallas Stars with 79 points are third, um, which is kind of crazy when you stop to think about it. Uh, they're not really that good. Uh, who's chasing Dallas? Well, um, they are tied with the Blues uh, with 79 points. So that position is still up for grabs. Uh, in the Pacific. The Sharks, who have won four of their last five until uh, last night. The home loss to the uh, Fort Panthers, which is odd. Uh, 94 points. Uh, Calgary right behind them with 93 with a game in hand. And then Vegas drops right off it at 81. Uh, And then they're being chased by Arizona, who are four points behind them. Uh, for the third spot, uh, everybody else in that division is done, uh, and in the wild card in the West, this is this is where it gets interesting. We've got right now St. Louis and Arizona at 79 and 77 respectively. We've then got Minnesota at 74, Colorado at 72, Chicago at 71. That would make them six points behind. Then you've got Edmonton, who is eight points out, but I'm going to say from there on down is they're done, including the Oilers. I I think they, they they're finished. So, but 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 tight there still, uh, and technically none of the teams, Edmonton and Vancouver, not eliminated yet mathematically, which is surprising. So, uh, to the rest of the league, uh, if you're not in the playoffs right now, in the East, you're looking at, in this order, Montreal, although they're close, the Flyers, five points out, Florida, seven points out, and then we get to the definite outs, Buffalo, 69 points, Rangers, 69 points, Devils, uh, 61, Uh, Red Wings, 58, and the poor Ottawa Senators, 54 points, um, but then what the hell do you expect when you try to weigh half your team? Uh, That was bound to happen. Uh, In the West, of course, we've got Minnesota at 74, three points out. Colorado, 72, Chicago, 71. They're all still in in my opinion. The Oilers are eight back. They are out. Vancouver is 10 back. They are done. Anaheim 12 back and out. Los Angeles uh, in a battle royal with Ottawa for the uh, last spot in the league, but up by four points, and that has got to make you, if you're an Ottawa fan, not only do you have to be just choked that your team is in that shitty of a position, but that your first-round pick would lose for Hughes is going to go down the road to Colorado. Oh, that has got to hurt in ways that I can't even imagine. But such is life and such is trades. They wanted to chip, and they got him, and that is the way it goes. So, let us have a look now at the possible playoff matchups. If The season was to end right now. We would have Tampa Bay and the Columbus Blue Jackets, which I don't know about you, but that really doesn't sound very exciting to me. Uh, I like the Blue Jackets. I'm not the biggest Tampa Bay fan in the world, but somehow that series does not interest me very much. Uh, Then we would have Washington, Washington, uh, versus Carolina in the uh, second matchup, uh, which also does not really interest me very much for some reason. Uh, And then in the other two series, we would get Boston and Toronto, which will be a barn burner. The Bruins would win it, in my opinion, but it would be a barn burner. Don't like each other. A lot of dislike there. But the one we really want to see The Islanders and the Penguins, I think, makes for a really good series. And then we could hope that somehow uh, the the hockey gods were were kind to us and the uh, Leafs and the Islanders could somehow meet the playoffs. Oh, that would be be beautiful. Better yet, Montreal somehow could sneak in there and we could get a Montreal-Toronto playoff series, but that probably won't happen. Uh, Over in the West... If she ended up over today, we would have the Sharks at the Coyotes. Uh, I really like Arizona. To be honest, probably not a snowball's chance in hell of beating the Sharks. But good for Arizona for getting there, if they can hold on to that spot. Uh, Then we'd have Winnipeg at St. Louis. Uh, That might be a pretty good series, too, but uh, taking Winnipeg all day long in that one. And then we'd have Nashville and Dallas, which strikes me as boring. I don't know why, but it does. Uh, and, and the other one, we'd get Calgary at Las Vegas, uh, which I think would be a pretty good series. They found a couple of tussles this year. So that might end up not being too bad. Um, but that would be your first round. And then from there, all bets are off. So I don't know if that's really that... Ex- I don't know. I, I'm I'm sort of less thrilled about that than... And I know why they don't do it because it's money involved to travel. But somehow the one against 18 theory works better for me. We'd get way different matchups. If you did uh, like they used to do back in the day where, where one against 16, sorry, um, you would get... Uh, right now, you would get Tampa against St. Louis, the Sharks against Dallas, Calgary at Vegas, surprisingly enough, Boston and Columbus, uh, Washington and Carolina, Toronto and Nashville. The uh, oh, I goofed that up. Tampa at St. Louis, San Jose at Dallas, Calgary at Montreal. Boston at Vegas, Washington at Columbus, Toronto and Carolina, Pittsburgh and and Nashville. Why am I missing the team? As I keep goofing this up. Uh, Tim's having a day, people. My apologies. Tampa Bay at St. Louis, Dallas at San Jose, Montreal at Calgary, Boston at Vegas, Columbus at Washington, Toronto at Carolina, the Islanders at Nashville, and Pittsburgh at Winnipeg. There, finally spit that out after two minutes. But some very different playoff matchups as opposed to what we're used to seeing. Like the Toronto-Boston series, it's not a bad series, but Jesus, we've seen it how many times. And I, I like the possibility of teams that wouldn't get to play against each other unless they both made it to the cup final, uh, playing each other. I find that to be <clears throat> much more interesting. Um, so there's that. Take it for what you will. Uh, now let's have a look. Let's go through the Canadian teams a bit. Cause as usual, I am a Canadian. That's kind of where my allegiances lie. Um, so let's start out east, or let's start out. Yeah, let's start out east. Uh, Montreal, uh, kind of hit and miss. You're not really sure what you're going to get out of the Canadians. Uh, Carey Price, when he's on, is one of the greatest goalies in the world. And when he's not, the Montreal Canadiens are uh of a below average team, unfortunately. Uh they score in the middle of the pack, they give up in the middle of the pack, even with Carey Price. Your penalty killing is middle of the pack, and their power plays or their pen yeah, their power play, sorry, is dead last. You just aren't You know, it's just not enough. Uh, uh, But mind you, they don't really ever do anything. They make these sparky little trades for the most part. I mean, they did well. I I will give them credit. They did well. Uh, The Max Domi trade has turned out magnificent, at least for this year. Uh, Thomas Tatar trade has been wonderful. Uh, Jonathan Bruin has finally got his act together and at least shown some semblance of what people thought he was going to be. But the Canadians don't have a sniper. Yeah. Brendan Gallagher's got 30 goals, but he's not a sniper. Uh, they don't have a, a guy that, I mean, I guess Gruen is supposed to be that guy. And maybe Cockney will become that guy possibly down the line. Uh, but they don't have a guy that picks up that puck, and and the rest of the team, uh, the rest of the opposition is backing up. They don't have a player like that. They get their goals dirty, for the most part, uh, you know, banging away that that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it becomes difficult to sustain in the long haul. Uh, their schedule coming up, as they're fighting to get in, they've got. Uh, let's see Chicago that's a tough game Flyers at Philadelphia that's always a tough game the Islanders tough game Buffalo uh, not so tough Carolina Florida Columbus Winnipeg Tampa Bay Washington Toronto boy they've got a tough they have got an extremely tough schedule left they are going to be hard pressed to make it. They're going to have to play some good hockey to get in. Wow, that's uh, I mean the the Hawks, uh, Chicago chasing the playoff spot, Philadelphia chasing one, Islanders in, Buffalo okay they're out, Carolina in and trying to hold on, Florida they're out, and I mean Columbus, Winnipeg, Tampa, Washington, Toronto, all top teams. That is nasty. So that's gonna Montreal fans. You have got a lot on the plate, a lot of work to do if they are going to get in, because that's not going to be easy. Uh, Sliding over to Toronto, uh, Maple Leafs fans, of course, at least the ones from Toronto, anyway, can be extremely vocal and ignorant about the world sun rises and sets in the city of Toronto and on the leafs. Um they're getting a bit of an awakening. They're, uh and I don't know if this is on players or coaches because we'll talk about it with a couple other teams too. And Edmonton in particular. Uh they come out and they're not ready. The last two games they've been they've been bombed. I believe the Tampa game got to four to nothing. Uh maybe that was the Chicago, yeah, it was in the Chicago game. Now, 4 or nothing. Tampa Bay, I believe, was 3 or 4 or nothing too, before they woke up. Um, you can't win games in the third period every night. I mean it makes for damn interesting hockey, because you can never stop watching a Leaf game. But it's not acceptable. And as I said, I don't know if that's on the player prep. That's on the coach. I'm not sure how you fix it. But they better figure it out um luckily for them they're pretty firm in their spot so they would have to go on a real total dive uh to not get in i mean and they 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 score i mean they're third in the league in score and goals for 12 and goals against so that's a pretty nice average uh their penalty kills middle of the pack at 18 which isn't bad though and their power play seventh. So I mean they've got the, the tools and the, and the and the you know defensively is where they're a little bit weak. Although everybody everybody says they are, but twelfth against the league is not that bad. Um, their schedule coming up uh, is pretty weak from what I remember. Uh, you got the Flyers, Ottawa, out of it, Nashville, Buffalo, Rangers, Florida, Philly, Ottawa. Islanders, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Montreal. So um, Philadelphia in, Ottawa out, Nashville in, Buffalo out, Rangers out, Florida out. Uh, By the time they play Philadelphia the second time, they'll probably be out. Uh, Ottawa out again. And then the last four games in April are against teams in playoffs. Although by that point, what those games might mean to those teams is, uh, up in the air because if people are in, they maybe are resting guys or going for it all out to get in. Hard to say. Um, so those last couple of games, but Toronto should—they uh, got 12 games left. They should go 500 easily. Easily go 500, which would throw them at uh, another 12 points. You know, give them 101 points for the season, which is nothing to scoff at. Well, then we can make the short trip to Ottawa, where the poor Ottawa Senators, who have an owner who just doesn't care, uh, a general manager who I nobody is sure whether he's the one who's making the decisions or if he just goes out there and parrots whatever the owner says. they have nobody on the team and I'm talking nobody short of uh, Shabbat, maybe. I mean, when you look at their lineup, you don't know. I don't know who some of these guys are and they've got zero superstars except for Shabbat. And I guess if you really want to stretch it, then you're going to tell me that Brady Kachuk is a star. Uh, good player, but I don't know about superstar yet. Uh, Yeah, they just, um, you know, five goalies this season. Uh, Craig Anderson is just, he's average, and that's not good enough, and it's definitely not good enough when your team in front of you is that bad. Anders Nielsen has shown mm, some good moments, some bad. Uh, but there again, you know, don't know how he's going to play in front of a real team. Uh, yeah, I just don't know what to say about I mean, I'm sorry for Ottawa fans. It's got to suck. You know, you look at your team, and right now, if you, if you go look at the stats for Ottawa, you know, the top six scorers on the team, you got to take three of them out of there because they're gone, which leaves you with Thomas Chabot, who's a defenseman, leading your team in scoring, followed by Chris Turney. Yeah, I know, for those of you who don't follow hockey very much, Chris who? And and Bobby Ryan, who they would love to get rid of (laughs) because he's so underperformed for the contract that he's got. Uh, So, yeah, Ottawa, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to make it any better. I don't know that it will anytime soon. Um, I guess you've got to take the role of spoiler, maybe. And, you know, they got games against the Leafs who they hate. Um, And really, (laughs) unfortunately for them, against all teams that they've got Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary edmonton buffalo florida toronto tampa the rangers buffalo columbus so they're either against teams that they can't beat or teams that it doesn't matter so i don't know how you play out i guess you, you've got to get your young guys to go out there and uh perform um shoot what you got for next year and who you're going to keep and who you're not going to keep and you with Ottawa too, they you, know, you can always say, "Well, we we're horrible," and we at least we'll get that number one pick. But of course, as we all know, they've traded away that number one pick, uh, so they don't get one. And yeah, ouch. Not much more to say. Sorry, Ottawa. Um, in a run in for saddest franchise in the league after another one, which we'll get to. Uh, that takes us over to Manitoba and the Winnipeg Jets who have a pretty good team um, their weakness is on the defensive end like most teams uh, they can fill the net they're sixth in scoring fifth ranked power play but uh, Connor Hallibuck has not been his old self he hasn't been horrible uh, but not as good as he was last year uh, you know, three oh one goals against and a nine oh nine save percentage is really not uh a little high. Numbers a little uh, goals against a little high save percentage a little low for uh your starting goaltender. Uh but boy have they got some serious goal scoring capabilities. Um they get it from everywhere. They got nine or ten guys with, uh, what they got here? one, two, three, four, four three, four. Four guys with over 20. Uh, five more over 10. And the possibility of at least four more getting 10. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's back to the days of having, what was it, 720 goal guys. You just don't see that that often. Uh, there again, though, they also do not really have a superstar Per se, uh, people may throw out there Shifley or Lanny, but they don't have the numbers, superstar numbers. They just got good, solid numbers. Uh, I'd like to see more out of Patrick Lanny. He hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't had the greatest of seasons this year. Uh, Plus, uh, you know, 29 goals, but only 48 points and a minus 21. Uh, That's not acceptable in my book. Uh, Winnipeg. They're holding out to uh, trying to hold on to that uh, number one spot in their division. Um, let's have a look at who they got to play to see if they can hold on to that or not. They've got for their last ten or twelve. Uh, we got Tuffy against Calgary tomorrow night. The Kings is that's a win. The Ducks that's a win. Vegas, Nashville, and Dallas, the Islanders, all pretty tough. Uh, By the time they play Montreal, that may be an easier game, depending on whether Montreal's in or not. Chicago, and then they got a fairly easy finish up, Minnesota, Colorado, Arizona. So they should be able to go into the playoffs looking looking pretty solid. Uh, They're in good shape. I mean, they might fall into second in the Central, but that'll be about as far as they're going to slip. And Nashville, like I said, hasn't early. They've been kind of win-loss, win-loss all year. So, not too worried about the uh, Winnipeg. And I said, they got a good, solid team. They'll be fine where they're at. Uh, That takes us over to Calgary. Uh, Another uh, strange team uh, as well has done... Much better, I think, than anybody thought they would. Uh, They're, again, it sounds like a broken record, uh, but they're goaltending. I don't know. Uh, They're second in the Pacific. Um, uh, They've given up 203 goals, scored 250, though, um, which puts them third, four and tenth giving up, which I guess isn't all that bad. The uh, power play is ninth. Penalty kill is average at uh, 20th. Uh, like I said, their trouble is goaltending. Uh, when their goalies who I believe won that Mike Smith is just too old and is done, in my opinion, Uh or David Rittich, who is just not proven yet. He's had a hell of a good year, although his numbers are not. You know, 2.69 goals against is not too bad. Uh, save percentage is only 909. Uh, Mike Smith's per save percentage is below 900. Uh, but his goals against is 2.9. Those are not Stanley Cup winning numbers. Unless your team is going to fill net every night, which – like lately, okay, uh, they've won their last two games, uh, 15 goals for, seven against. Uh, then when they couldn't score, they lost 2 nothing to Arizona and 2-1 to to Vegas and 6-2 to to Toronto. So you see what I'm saying there. When their guys are going, they're tough to beat. But when they're not, and they ten to go on streaks, uh, Johnny Goudreau's got 90 points, probably going to hit 100. Uh, Elias Lindholm trade—that looks like utter genius on their part. Uh, they just got—they just got a little bit of everything everywhere. They got a good team. Um, they're not going to have any trouble staying in their position, and then they're going to have uh, an interesting go of it in the playoffs. I think Calgary, if their goaltending holds. They could they could go a distance, They're not unlike Winnipeg, and they've got a fairly soft. They've got Los Angeles, Anaheim, and Edmonton to finish up the season. So, a uh, couple of softies in April there to tweak with the lineup or give guys a night off or whatever you want to do there. So Cal, Calgary looking looking good. Uh, if you're a Flames fan. Should have something to cheer about this year, which takes us, of course, oh, to the team that I just, I just don't like, and it's so hard not to pick on them because they just throw uh, night after night the the unbelievableness that comes out of Edmonton. Uh, I don't know. Well, the problems in Edmonton. You look at the team. <clears throat> okay, if you didn't know the win-loss part of it and somebody just said, okay, while the Oilers goalie has a 2.79 goals against and a nine eleven save percentage, you'd go, that's not too bad. And then if you said, you added to that, well, Connor McDavid's got 100 points already. Leon Drysaddle's got a chance to get 50 goals. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is probably going to hit, could easily hit the 70, 75 point mark if he got his act together. Uh, you know, Darnell Nurse has got 35 points. We, we Alex Chase on to scored us 20 goals. We got 12 out of Zach Cassian so far this year. Where do you think we are in the, in the standings? And then you have to hear that that answer of horrible. Uh, 23rd in the league, but dropping like a stone. Uh, Why is Edmonton so bad? You know, the standard, all their goaltending isn't that good and their defense isn't that good. You've been hearing me say that about all the top teams. You know, that's their weak spot. Well, it is in Edmonton, too, but Jesus. They've got McJesus, as they like to call him in Edmonton. Has this team just got no guts? Is that really what it boils down to? I mean, they go out the other night. I guess that's a Wednesday night against the New Jersey Devils, who are 28th in the league. And would have been, yeah, still. It would have been 28th when Edmonton played them. Edmonton needs those two points. They're at home. The Devils literally are an AHL team right now. Literally, they got nine guys out or something ridiculous like that, and they get they put a six three beating on Edmonton at home in the Oilers' barn. So the game ends, and you're like, if you're not an Oilers fan, you're chuckling, like myself. You can't wait to hear the spin on this one. So they go to the coach, and he says, well, we weren't prepared. We overlooked them. We looked past them to the next game. And I'm going... You're the Edmonton Oilers. How can you overlook anybody? You're not good enough to look past any teams to further down the schedule, particularly when you're in the middle of a playoff. Scrap. So then they go to Connor McDavid. He says the same thing. Well, we just, uh, you know, they played better than us and we kind of took them for granted. What? What? Took them for granted. <laughs> How? Why? Who are you looking who, What game are you looking up to next? Because you've got Arizona, who's ahead of you in the standings. Vegas, who's ahead of you in the standings. You don't have another game until next Saturday against a team that's worse than you, and that's Ottawa. And by then, if you don't get their act together, and they've got three on the road now, they'll be out of the playoffs by then, and it won't matter. And then they've got to finish up against, uh, well, they got Vegas, Colorado, who probably might be in the middle of a playoff fight at that point still, uh, the Sharks, and Calgary. So if they were going to do any winning, they need to be doing it. I don't understand how a team with players as good as they are is as bad as they are, because if you took any other team and you swapped out their top two players for Edmonton's top two players. Are they? Are, are we saying that that team would become a loser, and the Oilers would become a winning franchise? Because there aren't very many teams that have two players on them that are, uh, you know, both going to be hundred-point players. And you just got to shake your head, and and I have to assume that it is in the dressing room somewhere. Somebody on this team, whoever that may be, and I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone because I don't know. Somebody is cause causes trouble in that dressing room, and there's nobody there who has the balls to stop it which means for me anyway, it has to be coming from somebody who's a pretty good player, or it would be stomped, or it's a collection of players. I just said I didn't want to speculate, but to hell with it, I'm going to speculate. I have a sneaking suspicion that that dressing room is Dreisaitl and McDavid and everybody else. Now, one would think that normally a veteran player like Milan Lucic would put a stop to that. But with his performance and where he's at, he can't. He has zero credibility at this point. And Connor McDavid in Edmonton, through no fault of his own, is untouchable. So I don't know. Uh, I see a, I see a bleak road ahead for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know they're in cap hell. I don't know what they're going to do to get any better without giving up something of those 3 or 4 pieces at the top of their list which will just make them worse so I don't I don't know uh, look at the, I said look at the Pittsburgh Penguins how that team it takes their two or three four good players and surrounds them with the best that they can find of bit players and somehow the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, the Crosby, uh, those guys, they turn other guys into better players. And all we hear in Edmonton is, oh, we can't find anybody to play with. You know, we can't find a winger for McDavid. You know, uh, and then you zip over to, uh, Pittsburgh and you got guys like Kensel getting 36 goals. Uh, Patrick Hornquist has 17. Brian Rust has 17. They find the wingers to play with these guys. And if they don't work, they plug in somebody else and they they just keep chipping away at the pile until they get results. Yeah, you know, and I don't, you know, Jared McCann comes over from wherever solitary he was in. And suddenly he's become a goal scorer. And, you know, nobody wanted him. So I, and I said, I don't know if that's on management in Edmonton or if it's coaching or if it's players, but somebody needs to fix it or Edmonton's going to be in for another, next year, another season of nothingness. And that's a shame because they uh, as much as I don't like Edmonton or Connor McDavid, McDavid, uh, he should get a shot at the playoffs, at least. Uh, a real shot. Or else that's what a waste of a, of a talent that could be put to use somewhere else. Anyhow, uh, and that takes us to the West Coast and our Vancouver Canucks are not that good, but had a much better year than anyone thought they we were going to. And I would say that there is nothing but goodness to look at in Vancouver. They to me are doing it the right way. They've got a decent core of players. Uh now over the off season they'll have to have a look at their goaltending one more time and they're gonna go with Markstrom, whether they're gonna throw Thatcher Demko to the Wolves who, although he appeared to not be, that he's maybe not ready yet. They got Michael Pietro in the in the wings, so they got they got they got to look at their goaltending, but they got options uh, up front. They're pretty decent. Uh, Patterson, Hovat, Besser, um, Uncle Dobbins had not a bad year. Uh, Jake Virtanen got hurt, but. uh, well, although so did a lot of other guys in in Vancouver. Uh, but they got a lot of young good players. Uh, ben Hutton, Troy Stetcher. I mean the bodies are there for Vancouver. Now they just got to uh Josh Weavo's been pretty good since he came over from Toronto. Uh they gotta work on the D a little bit. Um, but they got like I said, they've they've got they've got some pieces there. Uh, They've got money to play with. Uh, They're not cap strapped. Maybe a a trade for some veteran, or some a free agent signing. Although the Antoine Roussel signing didn't go that bad so far. Um, Jay Beagle one is out is still out for debate because he got hurt. So you can't can't really count that in. But the Canucks, uh, you know. I don't think uh I don't think if you're a Canucks fan you can be all that upset. Yeah, you're not gonna make the playoffs. But uh you weren't expecting to either, so and to be honest, probably better not to make it and get the highest high draft pick as you can get as opposed to uh clawing your way in there getting creamed in the first round and uh you know not get much to show for it really. I mean right now they would get the the sixth pick. So I don't think you can complain about that too much. At the very least they're gonna get a should get a top ten pick anyway, so depending on how the lottery plays out. But you can't argue with that if you're a Canucks fan. So that takes care of the Canadian teams. Uh like I said we got basically we're down to uh you know ten games the next week probably should take care of the wild card positions and then we'll be down to just the jockeying for inside of the playoff picture to who is going to finish where uh, it's going to get interesting boy this is the greatest time in the world for a sports fan you've got the NHL playoffs ramping up you got the NBA playoffs ramping up Uh, The final four week challenge is on right now. So the NCAA tournament starts on Tuesday or Thursday of next week, I guess. It can't get much better. The only way that could get better is if somehow football started at the same time and that the baseball season was canceled. Well, not canceled, but went right to the playoffs. It's a great time to be alive if you're a sports fan. Uh, A lot of parody. In the NHL, minus Tampa Bay. Uh, The NBA, same thing. Uh, Actually, not minus anybody over there. College basketball is a complete and total toss-up this year. Uh, There doesn't seem to be even a Duke, who everybody seems to think is the consensus runaway. I don't think is. Um, So, you know, there's just a little bit of something out there for everybody. You just... Spring is in the air. It's a good time to be alive Guess I didn't really rant that much this week. I'm uh, hoping to have a guest on again next week. Uh, I was going to have uh Dolany TV Tyson who everybody really liked. He's had some uh, private issues, uh, work, free time, et cetera. All the usual that we all have. So I couldn't get him this week, maybe next week. And uh, I think that's going to be about her for another edition of Wide Men Can't Score. So thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you
1: again next week. I'm out of here. I ain't even got to say it. That's just something they know. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at com, and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at widebandcanchum.com visit our store and buy some new t-shirts that are available now in all sizes this show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com and by cambay.com be sure to visit cambay.com and use promo code wideband to get 20 free credits on your purchase thanks for listening again and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wideman Radio Network